Welcome to Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Sanasi, the creators of MageStack, the Magento operating system. Sanasi is the leader in high-performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. Check them out online at sanasi.com slash magetalk. And by TaxJar. After simple installation, get accurate sales tax collection, detailed state reporting, and filing. Then get back to the business of running your business. Visit TaxJar today at taxjar.com slash magetalk and receive a 30-day free trial. And by Dropship 360 from Logic Broker. Magento merchants now have a solution for complete dropship automation. Check them out today at logicbroker.com. All right, welcome to Mage Talk. And uh, we are back with you live at IRCE 2015. I'm at the Something Digital booth, and uh, we are doing a series of interviews uh, with uh, merchants and, and people in the Magento community. So uh, today I have, I'm super excited about this, I have the people from eBizMarts uh, here, and I've been using eBizMarts extensions for the longest time um, with uh, MailChimp and some other uh, things. So uh, today I have uh, Ignacio, what's your last name, Ignacio? Ignacio De Paula. De Paula. De, De Paula. De Paula. Uh, and uh, with me, and then I have Eli Barnett. Um, and you guys have made the trek uh, all the way here to IRCE. So welcome, glad to have you. And uh, actually, I'll start with Ignacio. Could you tell us a little bit about eBizMarts, how long you've been around, what, where you sit in the Magento community? Give me, give me a little bit of a glimpse of who you are. Okay, uh, hi, Philip. Uh, well, thank you very much, first of all, for having us here. And uh, it's a pleasure and an honor, you know, uh, to be part of this podcast. Well, eBizMarts, uh, we're starting uh, with Eli doing e-commerce maybe eight years ago. Uh, so we did a lot of, now, things that we regret with, you know, <laughs> same card and OS commerce and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was a kind of uh, fortunate thing that we met and Eli had a customer in Scotland and uh, he wanted a new website and Machenta was, you know, the new kid in town. We're talking about late 2007, so ages ago. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was, you know, it's just thinking about improving their, the customer experience. Say, yeah, Machent is great, look at this. The, the backend is awesome, it's gonna help this, you know, merchants to sell more. And uh, I'll make it sure that the project was a total failure. So we lost money, we lost the customer, but uh, we, yeah, we created two, you know, <laughs> really. We made enemies, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, we're friends now, but, uh, it, was, but it was hard. And uh, so we created the MailChimp and the SagePay extension uh, for that customer. And uh, okay, what do we do next? I mean, we lost the customer, but we have these two tiny products. Uh, Magento Connect was just starting in 2008, so we published the extension for free. And then it was a snowball. Like, you know, customer asking us for more features and uh, that we couldn't cope. It was a proper free, uh, you know, open source extension and say, okay, we have to start charging for this. And uh, all of a sudden, it was, a, again, a success, uh, especially with MailChimp and SageFi in the UK. And, well, maybe I like, can tell you know, how we you know, transition from a service to a product company. That, that's what we are now. And, uh, you know, maybe he's got some story to share. <laughs> that, that, that is always a challenge because, I mean, it, it's very hard when you kind of support all your companies with a lot of customers providing services and everything to start saying no to them right. to start selling the, telling them no I won't do this service for you because I'm becoming a pro company and, and kind of saying no to income that, that will come and invoices that will come from those services 
to to kind of focus on the products, and that was kind of a a hard moment for the company. And but but now we are very happy. We are over it, and we are fully a product company. That's not a um, so that is a a thing I keep seeing over and over, and we see a lot of companies in the Magento uh, systems integrator space that are doing exactly what you've done. So I can name a few. Rocket Web is doing Extension Galaxy. Um, Classy Llama is doing uh, Nucleus Commerce, right? Extension Buffet. Uh, uh, Extension Buffet is you guys. Sorry, that's your, with them. Yeah, and that's... Uh, that's uh, <clears throat> or, uh, so Ignacio um, Resco uh, Interactive 4, right? So... Yeah, so there's so many people that are, are trying to... It's like a sexy thing. You want to go into being products. There's higher margins. There's, you know, there's... Uh, the le- Tell me about that transition, because that, to me, is really interesting. Um, how you made that transition. Are you still making that transition? What did, what did you learn? Who wants to take this one? All right. So, yeah, we're fully, you know, a product company now. So we don't do services anymore. Um, we have a tiny portion of our professional services around the point of sale, uh, for big merchants that need, you know, special integration, but that's all. So our products are the MailChimp extension, the Sage extension are the same for everyone. And uh, when there's a new feature request, we try to, you know, make it available as a mainstream distribution. But yeah, I mean, uh, in, in our case, it was more like a business decision, not only about profit, but also about uh, creating a company that we would like to go to work every day. And uh, to be honest, being an agency, it's a lot of stress, a lot of stress. Yeah. And then from another, another you know, uh, point of view was to um, actually hiring and training Magento developers. Yeah. So it was not easy back in the days. I mean, it's, uh, it's still not easy now. Just so you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know what I mean. It's uh, so for us, a new hire would take like anything from three to six months to be productive, and that's a huge investment for a small company startup. And so if you have your own products, that learning curve. Uh, it's not that steep because you, okay, right. you, you reduce, you know, the things that you have to teach your employees. And then, uh, not sure if you know, but we, we are based on this small country in South America, Uruguay, which is highly traders of, you know, a, a thrilling IT community. But then we're only 3.5 million people. So it's not that we can hire 200 developers right. to create a proper agency. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. when you do products, you don't need uh, a massive number of staff. You just need, you know, key players that, you know, can help grow the business and, and uh, create innovation. So, but, and then profit, it's, it's, you know, the third thing. It's uh, uh, a product company will bring in the long term more profit than a service company. Uh, I think it's easier to hire, in my opinion, it's easier to hire someone uh, who's uninitiated with eBizmarts to sell your product for you or to get people to you build an affiliate system or you build, it's easier to onboard people like that because it's a tangible product. When you sell services, there's the whole, there's, it's a completely different animal. It's like, there's a courtship. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah. dating. It's like when I dated my wife, I had to, I, I, you know, take her out and like make sure she's comfortable with me. Am I comfortable with her? It's like, is this somebody I want to be married to for a long time? You know, that's, that's what a services company is. And a product is like, you buy a product, you're going to spend some money. If the product doesn't meet your needs, there's probably another product out there. And you didn't have such a high cost of entry that it was preventative for you to actually just take the plunge. Can you get, give me a little bit about what you think? And, and besides that, when you're doing services and at the same time doing products, you're competing against your, your customers. Because at the end of the day, the Magento community uh, is, is 
mostly agencies and, and people that, that build websites with Magento. Right. And those are our product uh, customers. Yeah, that's your customer. Uh, we sell to the agencies. They partner with, uh, with us in order to go to the, to the merchant. And uh, when you are at the same time doing services, you're competing with your customers. Yeah. And that creates some kind of awkward moments with your customers that we, we try to avoid. Uh, do you do you ever so if I were to sit down and I was going to start a product company I would sit down and I'd say who's my market right so if I'm selling Magento extensions I'd sit down and I'd say my total market is 250,000 websites that run Magento right now of that there's a small set that I can service because some of them are using MailChimp some of them are using Sage so like I'm using you as an example so I, I'm starting to whittle down. Well, I went from 250,000 to, you know, 1,000 or 1,500. Um, so my, I'm always interested to find out, like, how do you decide, how do I scale the company? How do I make the company grow? And it looks like you, you're finding new verticals, right? And so we can talk about the point of sale in a second. But how do you keep the company going when it's all based on, and this, I've talked about this with Karen Baker, too. It's like, it's all based on demand. If there's no demand, you don't have a product to sell, right? So how do you, and you, to, to some degree, now I'm just talking, but to some degree, you almost have to generate demand for Magento yourself to generate demand for your product. Could you kind of give me your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting point. You know, uh, we all know, you know, Magento is huge, especially all over the world. So the first thing I would say is uh, think globally. And uh, even though our payment gateways extensions are mostly for the UK and the US, uh, with the MailChimp extension, it's a global product. So we, we onboard 600 new merchants every month. And that's, uh, that's you know, uh, uh, fantastic because it's uh, when you think globally, uh, you're not, you're, you know, making your um, user base wider. And then I would say that, you know, our, our success comes from creating bonds with agencies. So we don't sell to those, you know, 250,000 merchants, right. we sell to agencies. So we try to create the best relationship possible uh, with, you know, agencies like uh, Something Digital or whoever, you know, in order to, we, we try to educate them on, on our products. So they, they, they sell our products right. and we don't have to do direct marketing or right. Google, you know, AdWords. So we, we don't spend money on traditional um, digital marketing, marketing. So we spend money on events and uh, on the matching live UK, you know, we're going to Australia this year. We sent someone to Mitch Machento in the Netherlands. So, and uh, our main goal again is to create relationship with agencies and developers because they they got the, they own the accounts. They know their customers, and um, if we create a product that it's uh, it's good, they will sell it for us. So that's the plain truth, you know, right. about about growing a product company, create partnerships, right. and as Eli said, don't compete with them. So. Try to play nice and, and, and you know, be the expert in, in, in areas. Don't do a ton of extensions. That's my advice. So be experts in, in yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. It, at the end of the day. Focus on being good at a couple things yeah. rather than being bad at a whole bunch of things. Right? Yeah, and again, maybe, maybe it's, uh, it's our point of view, but uh, we've been successful by providing, you know, phenomenal customer support. And that's only possible if you're from your sales to your marketing team to your developers are, <clears throat> sorry, really engaged with your company and the product and they really know, you know, what we're talking about. So, yeah, that's our... Understanding the, the agency's business. I mean, we understand well, you their business. Yeah. yeah, so we 
fully understand their, their business. They, they, they sell services, they sell hours, they don't want problems. So whenever they come to us with something is not working, we try to be blazing fast in solving it for them. Uh, so we want to make solutions and, and not create problems to the agencies and, and expand their business. So That's awesome. Um, so, so I know for a fact, I mean, we talked about it already. You have the, the Mage Monkey extension. That's the MailChimp extension. You have the SagePay extension. What other extensions do you have in the Magento space? Uh, well, I would say those are the, uh, those on the point of sale now that are the, the most um, important ones. We, we have other extensions around SagePay, like a recurring billing extension, right. you know, that's, but that's specific to that niche. Right. And um, uh, then, you know, uh, uh, we, like three years ago, we said, okay, what's next? Because we were being successful, but we knew that, you know, the MailChimp is, is huge, it's massive in SagePay. They, they wouldn't grow, you know, as we needed to grow our business. So that's we, when we started to think about, you know, what, what do we do, we do next? And uh, the extension marketing market, sorry, was really crowded by right. that time. Three years ago, it was already crowded. So let's think outside of the box. What are merchants needing? So we met, you know, agencies, merchants, and uh, found out that, you know, in-store experiences were lacking and being left behind. So innovation happened in e-commerce in the last 10 years, grew dramatically. But, it, you know, the in-store experiences were not catching up with that kind of growth. So we say, okay, why don't we create this, you know, in a store experience connected to Magento, same backend, before the all the omni-channel thing, you right. know? Right. And, uh, well, now we're, you know, uh, we added this uh, third product, which is a point of sale. We're really proud about it. And, uh, and again, it's about creating solid products and actually helping merchants solve problems. And, you know, in line with that, making agencies grow their businesses because they can now offer an in-store solution, build hours for consultancy, whatever, and uh, have, you know, a more engaged customers, everything Magento, same backend, same customers, no, you know, same experience, basically. And I would, again, putting myself in your position, it's probably easier to find programmers that do mobile apps uh, than it is to find Magento developers, right? And it's probably easier to find, um, uh, so you have more verticals there, too. You, You have iOS and you have Android, right? So talk a little bit about how you can scale your business a lot more effectively there than you can just going with extensions, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, as I said, training Magento stuff is really hard. And uh, as you pointed out, it's really easy to find, you know, good mobile developers. So uh, we have five engineers doing mobile apps now and only one doing the API for Magento. (laughs) So it's... uh, (laughs) You know, it's a business decision as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's easier to hire. It's more interesting also for, to you know, Magento sometimes could, could sound like a boring job for a developer. Say, oh, e-commerce, backend, I'm not sure I'm going to work for you. But when you, you know, put mobile experiences, iPhones, iPads into the table with, uh, you know, it creates, you know, a more interesting offer for new hires. So that was a business decision as well. Maybe he can... Uh, yeah, maybe you can uh, actually elucidate to the business end of, of running the mobile app part of your business. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of what, what Ignacio said. Over the last maybe 10 to 15 years, companies have been investing in their, in their web experiences, in their websites and everything. And all that uh, uh, kind of knowledge and, and technology didn't come to the store. So now what we're saying and telling to our customers, it's 
overnight by installing this POS, you can bring everything you've invested and, and did online and bring it <coughs> immediately to the store. So every kind of marketing tool you're using online or email marketing or, or ERP connections or whatever you're doing will be instantly working in-store too for a complete uh, uh, omni-channel experience. And that's, and, and that's I mean, on, on our customer, many of our customers are seeing kind of increased revenue in both in-store, like the, the, the average ticket they are selling is about 10% higher. And, and they are showing us, us that omni-channel customers are spending like 400% more than uh, uh, single-channel customers. And that, that's huge. Uh, yesterday we met, uh, actually Monday, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit lost with the jet lag and everything. So Monday we met one of our uh, first early adopters, point of sale customers. Uh, they run a uh, fashion for men um, e-commerce business in New Zealand. They got a source in Australia and in LA. So it's a, I would say, you know, a global company, small company. And they use Simicento in a way that's really innovative. So, and they're using the point of sale, you know, in those countries. And uh, you can check the website, it's iloveugly.net. Um, and, uh, you know, the guy behind the business is really, really happy on how, you know, Machento is helping them grow in the e-commerce. And now with the point of sale, they can offer the same kind of experiences. So they, they can do, you know, click and collect, ship from store, um, you know, uh, create a customer's account directly from the point of sale, quick ringing, you know, queue busting, everything that's, you know, it's a hype now. Uh, they you know, can do it overnight. So install the extension, uh, bring iPads in the stores, connect to a payment gateway, and that's all. It's really easy. So we're trying to bring the Apple Store experience to every Magento, you know, merchant out there. So think about no tills. Your sales reps are your tills. And, uh, you know, to create, again, engaging customers. It's always uh, nice to see that kind of innovation that e-commerce brought when we see, you know, this kind of customers, as Eli said. They're selling, you know, four times more to omni-channel customers than single retail, single-channel customers. So that's uh, that's impressive. I mean, if you can, it, yeah, you can you create engagement with your audience, and that's uh, what we're looking here. You know, help merchants sell more and be more profitable. That's our goal. Mage Talk is brought to you in part by Sinassi Hosting. Sinassi is the creator of MageStack. They are a PCI DSS compliant leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. They run Magento Platform as a Service Stack for small, medium, and enterprise businesses, and they start at about 180 pounds a month. You can find out more about them today at sinassihosting.com slash magetalk. And by TaxJar an official Magento technology partner. TaxJar automates your sales tax rate calculations without breaking the checkout. It summarizes your sales tax reporting by state and local jurisdictions, and it even files your returns automatically. Installation is fast and easy, and so is the pricing. There are no contracts and no annoying salespeople. Stop spending time on sales tax. Get back to growing your business. Visit TaxJar today at taxjar.com slash talk for Magento sales tax done right. And by Dropship360 from Logic Broker. 
Dropship 360 allows Magento merchants to have a solution for complete dropship automation. Dropship 360 allows merchants to easily add and rank vendors, view vendor inventory, configure order sourcing, and much more. Logic Broker is a Magento Gold technology partner. You should check them out today at logicbroker.com. I mean, I this is one of the more amazing conversations I've, I've had yet. So I... I don't want to. I don't want to delve too deeply into the realm of gossip. Um, oh, actually, before we get there, because this is great. Um, now that you have a mobile app and you have a single person working on the Magento API, the next logical progression would be: well, what else out there is available except for Magento? I mean, besides Magento, there's there's all kinds of uh, e-commerce uh, backends that you could plug your app into. Any plans for that or anything you could tell me about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we do have plans to integrate other platforms uh, and uh, especially because uh, on this um, global omnichannel thing, we, we had uh, some customers that run Magento on, you know, a couple of countries and uh, other platforms like Demand or Hybris in other markets. So, and they love the uh, in-store experience and they're asking us to create the same kind of experience to their other markets. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we got in the pipeline a couple of uh, integration with uh, top-tier uh, e-commerce platforms um, like Hybris and the yeah. Mandalore. That's uh, in our roadmap. So, and because customers are asking us, so merchants are actually asking us to help them with other, you know, platforms. And, uh, and that's great. That's great because uh, we, we love Machento. We, we grew, you know, on the Machento ecosystem and we still have a lot of things to do around Machento. But when your merchants are asking you for a solution, yeah. okay, and the question, you know, keeps repeating meeting after meeting, you gotta say, okay, there's something going on here. Right. And uh, we're trying, again, to help our merchants to, you know, uh, embrace this kind of innovation in a store. And other platforms are obviously uh, in, our, in our pipeline. Most, uh, mostly, you know, mid-size and big-size merchants. Uh, we still, you know, Shopify has a pass. Of course, and uh, big commerce, I guess, has a pass as well. Yeah. But I have to, I have to believe that it would have to be much larger companies because if you have an in-store, you have a brick-and-mortar store, and you're running an online channel, I mean, right there, that alone yeah. is that qualifies or that that moves you up into the next tier of of companies, right? Like, yeah, yes, uh, we did kind of a, a survey among our Mailchimp and and. Uh, SagePay customers, and we found out that about 65% of our customers currently run brick-and-mortar stores. Wow. So there's kind of a big number of, and, and that's both directions, like like customers or merchants that started on brick-and-mortar and then uh, built their uh, website, and customers that started their website, and then they had kind of a, a garage warehouse where they now sell as a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, but th there's kind of a big number of merchants that are going brick-and-mortar uh, uh, that were pure play previously. Yeah. Warby Parker would be a perfect example of that. Pure play e-commerce companies that now are opening, you know, uh, flagship stores in New York, San Francisco. They don't run inventory. You can try the glasses, you know. Uh, they will do your pres prescription, then they will ship the glasses uh, from whatever warehouse they have. But, uh, you know, opening retail stores, uh, it widens their audience and in, they create, you know, a much 
better engagement experience with uh, their user base. That's all about, you know, getting to know your customers, serve them uh, on the touch point they, they want to be served, and not only e-commerce, you know. Retail, I mean, for traditional companies, is still 80 to 85% of business. I mean, e-commerce is huge, but it still is 10, 15% of business. Right. So we still have a lot of things to improve on the retail experience to bring all the e-commerce innovation. And uh, well, we're trying to help our merchants do that. So you've, you guys have been doing this for a long, long time. Um, you said before that you did it prior to Magento, X, Xcart, right? Uh, OS uh, Commerce or OS? Zencart, Zencart, that's right. OS Commerce and Zencart. So you were, you've been doing this a while. So I have to ask you, and this is the salacious part, it's like, what do you think, I want to know your, your, your unfiltered opinion, or as unfiltered as you can make it, what do you think is the biggest danger to Magento in the marketplace right now? Well, um, I would say that getting rid of uh, Magento Go was uh, not a good decision, in my opinion. Uh, they should have, you know, have a, a hosted platform for those merchants that are, you know, um, starting on the e-commerce. You know, Shopify also started small, and now they're offering enterprise services. Right. So um, I guess that's, you know, something I would have, you know. Uh, They're not the only ones. So Volusion has been around forever, and now they have Mozu, which is their enterprise. So they're, they're kind of going up the scale while Magento has kind of come off that all altogether. Um, so that's the first thing. I know you were involved in a lot of conversation around the revamp of Connect, and uh, you were at Imagine, you saw their promise uh, to to relaunch Connect. I'd like to hear your thoughts about how has Connect helped your business and how has Connect hurt your business? Well, as, uh, as we are, you know, uh, we, we only ran, you know, a few set of extensions. Uh, I wouldn't say Connect hurt us, but it didn't, you know, uh, over time uh, oh, send us a lot of traffic. I would say that 10% of our business came from Connect, but we use Connect as a... Um, as a marketplace for reviews and, and to list our products. So it's more like a listing thing right. than, you know, a business driver. Uh, because we don't have competitors in the extensions we, we, we have. With MailChimp, we are the official developer with Sage as well. Uh, well, the point of sale now, it's, uh, it's more crowded. But again, we, we are very well positioned in organic search. So if you Google for MailChimp and Michelle, there's going to be our extension to come first. Right. So uh, we don't compete with them. But we still think that it needs to be improved and uh, they are working in that direction. Uh, especially curating, you know, the Karen Baker, she's got a strong point on copycats. And, uh, and even though we don't suffer that, we see, you know, fellow partners suffering from, you know, copycats and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and a wide range of extensions that are, you know, they don't even have one single review, a single download. I don't know what it is. Car sales, color pickers, you know, thousands of them. So why do, we don't need that. We need a curated, you know, um, marketplace to, again, and also it makes merchants feel more comfortable with the solution because you're not offering like 100 extensions to do the same. You're offering maybe 10 and that are curated and validated by Magento. Right. So the new direction, I guess, is good. We still have to see, you know, how it is implemented in terms of creating actual revenue and how, you know, the cut they will act from developers. You know, that's a discussion that's going on. But uh, if done properly, I guess it's going to be, you know, a business driver for, for companies like ours. That's awesome. Uh, do you have it? We suffer a lot too uh, uh, with bad extensions. Like w when we have to install the POS on some customers, when we try to process an order, it takes like 25 seconds to process an order. 
on, on merchants that have like thousands of bad quality extensions. So we suffer from that a lot too. Well, when, yeah, so you have the same problem that I think um, that I, well, I wouldn't say we have because we would be the ones implementing on some, on some occasions, we would be implementing, you know, a whole host of extensions from, but we've learned our lesson over time. There are some that are just notoriously bad and we know that they, they uh, touch way too many things in Magento. They break a lot of things. They don't play nicely with other, uh, with other extensions. So yeah, it's, it's, it's about being a good citizen um, and obviously you guys know how to do that. I think you said something that really just, um, I think, rings true with me, uh, Ignacio. You said uh, that there's extension companies that just do everything. Color pickers, shipping extension, and yeah, maybe there are some copycats. That's not really, I mean, I know they exist out there, but it makes me question how, how good they actually are because they're not going deep on any one thing. They haven't put any specialization. And that's what I think, like, if when you're in a services business like something digital, uh, you, you, you can't just try to do everything. You have to choose a couple things that you're really good at and go deep on those. And that's, that's what I think makes a successful services company. It's gotta be the same for a product company is that uh, specializing in a few fields like Karen Baker's done uh, with shipping, she says, my core competency is shipping. I'm just going to be the shipping. I'm going to go deep on shipping. If you want shipping, you know who to come to because we're the shipping experts. That's actually, that's, that's what we should all be doing. We should all be doing that. Um, so, so, yeah, and, um, you know, maybe this might sound as an advice to other companies, but it, it is not. I mean, it's just sharing our experience that, uh, an example, when we first uh, decided to charge for our extensions because we needed the money to grow the team, to hire people. I mean, free is awesome, but then you have to pay the bills, right? So it came into discussion, well, should, should we encrypt our code? Uh, what about licensing? How, how do we license our extensions? You know, the, the, the very first one, should we, you know, are we selling code or are we selling knowledge? You know, we, we found out that we're not selling code. I mean, PHP code could be found everywhere with quality code. So we decided not to encrypt our extensions. And uh, it's about being a good citizen, but also it's about playing nice with merchants. So if they, they, they run into a problem on a Saturday night on a really busy website, they don't want to have an unencrypted extension, you know? If you have someone, you know, on site that can help, just browse the code. If there's something wrong with the extension, fix it, you know? Because you can't stop, you know, a website from working because your shit is encrypted, you know? Uh, I, and then licensing, you know? Uh, again, we, we sell knowledge, we sell customer support, we don't sell code. Right? That's, a, that's a really, you know, it's a, it's a thing that most product companies don't understand. You're not shipping code, you're shipping experience, uh, you know, customer service. And that's all about it. Wow, uh, that's phenomenal. Anything else you guys want to say or you want to ask me anything? Is there anything that you, that you have? As I told you last night, you're the a weekly, you know, fix of love for all the team. <laughs> so, <laughs> because it's a, it's a niche uh, podcast that you have to really understand, Machenta, but uh, you had a really good sense of humor that we really, really appreciate. That's, uh, you make us laugh. And that's, uh, that's not, you know, uh, cheap. I mean, it's, it's always nice to make laugh others. So what, so what could we do um, to make it a requirement at eBizMarts that everybody has to listen to Mage Talk? 
Can we can we make that work, Eli? It is it is it is, it is a requirement. Oh, it's already yeah, it's already a requirement. I love it. Every week we, we put the kind of the the podcast full volume oh, and everyone nice. has to yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I guess I guess a lot of companies are doing that. Yeah. Even though, even though for the new hires, I mean, we've been growing. We I mean, growing for us, we're 20. Uh, you know, our staff is is 20 people. So, but uh, but again, the new ones they don't know the Magenta landscape. So it's like, okay, let's listen to this podcast. And uh, they start, you know, picking up with the gossips and uh, all the... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's like uh, the opera yeah. for, for Machete. It's, it's more of a gossip show than anything. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. When we, when we find a, 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 a kind of a guilty person of a bug, we make them hear it again and again and again, <laughs> like several times a day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a special kind of torture for us, too. So I'm going to have to, when I start actually selling, um, I, do a, I do all of the uh, sponsorship uh, agreements. When I start selling sponsorships, I have to now add uh, people that I know that listen that aren't actually part of the download metric. So I've got to add 20 now, 20 people that listen from one download. I've got to get that. Maybe I could get you guys to click on it a little extra. Just make it like Monday morning, everybody has to go and click on the download link just one time. <laughs> We can do that. Okay. Yeah. We can. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And, and, we, and we can ask friends to do that. Actually, that would be, you know what? That could be a business that we could all start is a company that, you know, they sell followers, followers for Twitter. We need to have a company that uh, sells clicks on and subscriptions to podcasts. Like, it's just fake subscriptions so you can sell ad space. That's, that's great. We started really great in this interview, and we've ended in a very terrible place. Um, no, thank you so much, Ignacio. Really appreciate it. And uh, Eli, you guys are awesome. Say hi to Kaylin. We will say hi to Kaylin. Kaylin right now is probably, he, uh, let's see, it's, uh, it's about 10 a.m., so he's probably taking his first nap of the day. Um, he takes a nap around 10. Oh, he takes two or three naps. He has three siestas a day. He takes three naps. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how you get to the 18-hour workday, yep. is you take a few hours, you sleep in the middle, and then he nap has, you nap 30, 40 minutes, and then he goes, he rides his bike for a long time, and then he takes, he plays with his daughter. I don't know how he gets any work done, but he does. He does, yeah. He, he works. Anyway, we'll say hi to him, but thank you guys for dropping by the booth. And uh, if you need anything, go to ebizmarts.com. And, yeah, and... Uh, and you'll find all the, the Magento extensions. And I, I can personally say the point of sale, I've seen it in action. The point of sale that you guys have is bar none. It's phenomenal. It's a great mobile experience. If you're running a brick and mortar, you're running an in-store. Um, if you have a Magento site or maybe you're just starting out, that would be a great uh, low barrier to entry. And there's no uh, better team to help you get set up with that than eBizmart. So thank you guys so much. Thank you very much.